Hi, everybody, and welcome to Mecha Dragon, a podcast about all the geeky and nerdy stuff you love. Brought to you by Captain Geek and the Dark Nerd. I'm your Captain Will. And I'm your nerd, Jess. Welcome. Yes, and today we are talking WandaVision, specifically episode three of season one, which is titled Now in Color. It should be titled The Wanda Bunch, really. Think about it. (laughs) And joining us once again, returning to the podcast, is the wonderful, the amazing, the fantastic Jessica (laughs) Markram. Hi. (laughs) Welcome back to the show, Jessica. Thanks for having me. You are yeah. welcome. And uh, of course, uh, Jessica is, as we have mentioned before, a social worker by day and RPG designer by night, which uh, makes me admire you so much. And, you know, uh, you were just on our uh, little watch along party for this episode of WandaVision. I think we had a good time. But uh, today, we are going to react to and analyze this episode of WandaVision. We're going to talk about where the show could be headed, explain a bit of what's going on to the best of our ability, uh, and some Easter eggs, make some predictions for the wider MCU based on what's happening in the show, and finally explain the reason so many people believe the Marvel Comics villain Mephisto could be introduced in WandaVision as the uh, character pulling the strings in WandaVision. Wanda's idyllic sitcom life, as well as point out some clues from the show that seem to indicate those theories are correct. So that's some ground uh, I think we're going to cover. It's pretty much par for the course for us, but I wanted to kind of lay out those bullet points here at the front uh, to give people an idea of what uh, <laughs> you're getting into with us what here. What to expect. Yeah. When you're so... expecting demon babies. Yeah. But I'm ching. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So let's uh, let's start at the beginning uh, with some general impressions here. And, you know, spoil away. Heavy spoilers, folks. Spoiler. Yeah. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Yes. Uh, Just as catchphrase there. And so, Jessica, what are your general impressions about this episode? Like, how do you how do you feel about it? What do you think? I love this show. (laughs) Um, This one didn't give us as much time with the like haha this is just a fun little sitcom and then we're gonna have a creepy thing at the end or maybe a creepy thing in the middle i felt like the the glitching neighbor was early on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh it had kind of an air of you all know something isn't right at this point so we're going to hide it less from you Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're definitely, we're getting more glitchiness every episode by Mm -hmm. increments, you know, which I'm I'm really glad about. uh, Because even though the show, as I've said, really works on the surface sitcom level somehow, too, you know. Uh, Another thing, too, is the the way, you know, the manner of the glitch, the way it glitches out is different. Every time it glitches we get something different. Like the first time it was kind of like a rewind. And then in this episode, it was just like, uh, like the CD skipped like, boop, and then it kicks well, you back it's more than that too, because it's what you just described. Plus the neighbors, plus the other characters kind of like, you know, I'm using the, the phrase glitching out, but like the doctor, had that right. moment where he was like trying to make a joke out of the fact that he wasn't going to go on vacation, but it that really no one can a joke. Right. Yeah. But it's like, it's hard to, uh, 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 
escape and they cover it with a little bit of a canned laugh. It wasn't, it wasn't a joke in there. I mean, he was like maybe struggling to find a joke. But That's there. like when you call someone a jerk on Facebook and then put LOL and you still get banned for 30 days. It's weird. <laughs> Somebody's salty. <laughs> but um, I do yeah. live in a pineapple under the sea. But I, but I do think that if we didn't get sort of the uh, increasing frequency of glitchiness, let's just say, that the show might start to lose uh, some people, possibly, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyways, continue, Jessica, with your thoughts here. Oh, no, I think that's all. Like, we haven't had anyone injured this episode. In the first one, we had the boss choking with that, like, scary True. David Lynch moment. And in the second one, we had... Anya from Buffy. I can't remember him in the show. She's just Anya Emma Caulfield uh, cut her hand open, but nobody got hurt in this one except for like labor pains. Dottie cut her hand, right? The, the yes, blonde lady. That's it. That's yeah. It. Yeah. And she was like the, and that's another thing too, because if, if Wanda is, you know, fabricating this whole world that she's in, Dottie was like the first one that really, kind of caught on and it was like who are you she was like you know? i don't trust you yeah i don't I, trust yeah. you and this and that and she so- and, and then wanda said i'm not here to hurt anyone and mm-hmm. her 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 whole voice and demeanor had changed more to being like like present day wanda like in that right. moment and that's when Dottie said i don't believe you yeah and i thought Dottie was going to be like a big villain or something but then <laughs> after after that scene like the next scene was the magic show, and then we haven't seen her since. But I, I saw her in this episode. She asked if the earrings made her look fat. Yeah, right. Right, yeah. I remember that. But it's like, I don't know. It's just they, they do such a good job of writing the characters in this story where you really don't know what's going on. And like we mentioned in past episode, um, I haven't read any of the comics. And I was... I wanted to, I got a couple of the comics, but then after watching the first two episodes, I was like, you know what? I want to watch this, you know, bare bones. I want to go in and not know any of the backstory. I want to experience it as a new viewer. And I like being in that. What in the hell is going on? Sort of. (laughs) I think that's smart. Um, for this especially because it's kind of pulling from three different comics. I think that's yeah. what Ben talked right. about last week. Yeah, and so it, it's sort of inspired by them, but doing its own thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, there's so much going on, and I like being in that. Like you guys, both of you have read some of the comics, correct? I, I haven't have. read the comics that this is based on. Um, okay, so you and there's you actually and I are, a, a new yeah. one I wanted to mention by the way that I think was just released digitally like a week ago or like really recently called uh Vision and the Scarlet Witch and I believe that that is the comic uh that's in, inspires what is probably next week's episode because there's a whole Halloween thing going on in there and as we've right. seen from the trailers there's like a whole Halloween section of this show now with Agnes dressed as a witch yeah yeah, yeah. It's like this whole show, you know, it starts off in the 50s sort of sitcom era type of show, but there's a really deep 
you know, underlying story behind the scenes that we don't understand. And it's, it's peeking through and it's the threads are starting to unravel and we're getting little glimpses here and there into the real story behind the story. And I'm so glad that I can be like, Oh my God, what in the hell is going on? Rather than be like, Oh yeah, I read this comic. I can't. I know what's coming up next. I'd rather be like the ah rather than the ah. <laughs> you know, I'm with you in that I really love the mystery in this show and how it's being developed so well. I might add, uh, and I'm I'm really a big fan of mystery in my you know TV shows, mm -hmm. and yeah. mystery genre fiction. You know, and uh, you know, which is why I love shows like Lost and you know, all, all kinds of stuff. But I, I think that even if you had read the comics as I've read, you know, at least some of them, it doesn't give away really what's going to happen because as Jessica said, the show is doing its own thing, even though it is pulling, you know, inspiration from the comics. It's more like certain elements kind of come from the comics, but the actual plot is not the same, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's like, a lot of the MCU, it's like they kind of follow general story arcs, but they throw in a lot of different stuff, you know, to keep it fresh and make make it so like a lot of, you know, super fans of the comics still get something new that'll make them get into it. So, yeah, even Civil War, which was, I think, the closest one to one that they've done was very different. Very. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, quite different. I mean, part of it is the fact that like the MCU didn't have mutants and things like that. But I think one of the things that the MCU has done really, really well, and probably a lot of this is due to Kevin Feige, is that it it adapts the material from the comics so well, yet stays true to you know, the, the spirit of those comics or, you know, does does its own new thing, but still, you know, pulls uh, references and characters and elements and things from the comics that still allow, you know, comics fans to be delighted uh, and, you know, and recognize what they see. So I think they've they've struck a really good balance for that. Yeah. But on the topic of the mystery of the show, I also think that the show is actually developing fairly quickly. You know, we've only had three episodes so far. Oh, yeah. Well, each episode jumps a decade. <laughs> yeah. Each episode jumps a decade. Now they have kids. And, you know, in addition to just like those developments on the surface level of like the sitcom reality, we've also got the fact that like the characters are questioning more and more what's going on, like Wanda mm -hmm. and Vision. You know, and this episode, we actually got to see uh, the neighbors, uh, Agnes and what's the guy's name that was trimming the hedges and the and the wall. I can't remember. I cannot name. remember his name, but I know he gave Vision gum. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, actually, the only people's names I can remember right now are Agnes and Dottie. But um, and Geraldine. Oh, Geraldine. OK, thanks. Yeah, I'm sure you could remind me of everyone's name. But um, but we got also th there's that whole conversation they had with Vision where they're like whispering, like secretly, you know, secretively over by the the wall. She and then, doesn't have a home. She doesn't belong. Yeah. And they're like kind of nervous. Like you mentioned, it's like each episode, it's like Wanda and Vision are learning more about where they are. But it's also 
like the neighbors and all the other townsfolk are exposing themselves a little more. You know, they're giving us a little more to see about themselves that not necessarily that one and vision have to see it, but it's just like they're there doing this stuff out in the open. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I actually think that that scene between a vision and the neighbors in this episode was actually revealed a lot in, mm-hmm. in, in, in for example, like those characters know that something is something in this world is is weird uh, because they were trying to tell him something. And then ultimately, Agnes, you know, told uh, what's his face not to because they said she they're talking about Geraldine and how like what's up with her. She has no family, no home, no husband. And then uh, she works for sword. Yeah. And then Vision was like, well, then why would she come here? And he kept trying to say she came here because we're all because we're all like, what was he going to say? Right. We're all trapped. We're all computer simulations. We're <laughs> all I that. <laughs> that was the sound I just made. <laughs> I I think trapped is the word that feels uh right to me right now, at least the most right out of the things that I can think of. If it was going to be a one word (laughs) completion to that sentence, but it could be like, you know, in the trailers and look, let's let's acknowledge that Marvel Studios has often manipulated things in the trailers to misdirect the audience about exactly what to expect from the plot. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's let's acknowledge that there was a moment in this episode that you mentioned in our watch along, Jess, where she was confronting Geraldine, right? Because there was that moment when Wanda remembered that she was a twin and she talked about her brother and then Geraldine seemed to kind of, uh, you know, remember a little bit. And she said, oh, Ultron killed him, didn't he? And then she kind of confronts her. And at one point she says, who are you? Who are you? And in the trailer, her response to that is, I don't know. But in this one, she just kind of like mutters. I, I, I. You know, she just like kind of stuttered. She didn't I, I think, say, I don't know. I think at the end of it, she did say, I don't know, like under her breath. I think I think you're on the drugs because I didn't. But see it. So, <laughs> so this is all leading up to my point, which is uh, in the trailer. in I think the Halloween episode vision approaches Agnes in her car and he like touches her head. And it kind of looks like he uses the mind stone on her. Uh, from the oh, like yellow. See, now you're just oh. now you're just fabricating future. Well, stuff. hang on, hang on. Now, again, that was in the trailer. <laughs> it might not even be in the episode. Sure, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying, what I'm saying, when she is, asks, like, "Am I dead?" Because you are. Yes. Yeah. yeah that and then was creepy. An, in one of the other trailers, in that exact same scene where she's in her car, she says something like, "You're the Avengers. Are you here to save us?" Right. So I think. From that, and again, you know, from the trailer, like that could be misdirection, but it seems like these neighbors, at least, you know, Agnes and uh, some of these other people are probably like innocent bystanders caught up in this like reality that Wanda has like created. Right. Like maybe there was a town there already and she just kind of transformed well, kinda, it. I think I think it's almost like they're playing the role because a lot of times it feels like they've already read the script. It they know. Well, yeah. Something that we don't and something that Wanda don't. That's what I'm getting to is I think that at least there are some key players 
of uh, among her neighbors who are in on it in the sense that they know that they have to keep up the act, right? And that's where the idea Agnes is definitely in on it um, because she's been in it from the beginning and she is the best at that like kitsch sitcom acting. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, where she can just like transition from that was an uncomfortable conversation about the nature of our, our reality to that macrame isn't going to hit itself. It's like, <laughs> like, what kind of housewife would I be if I didn't have a four course gourmet meal at the ready? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But so, I liked how in this, at the very end, we did see like the sign for their town whatever it is, like Woodbridge or something. Westview, uh, Westview. Westview, that we saw them moving into in the opening credits of the first mm-hmm. episode. So, like, mm-hmm. it is a place in the physical realm. Yeah. We saw houses beyond the sign. Yeah. So I tend to think that Wanda, you know, cr- kind of trans you know, transformed or transmogrified or whatever this town into this, like, idyllic, like, sitcom like zone right and of course you see at the end of the episode like all the like the sword perimeter with the big lights on the you know on the edge of it and like all that stuff and so doesn't mm-hmm. sword monitor space so here's another thing we need to talk about so that's a good transition so here's the thing so i found out so there are you know there's like tons of merchandising for all this marvel stuff well the card company tops has released uh, some some cards. I love their the bubble show. <laughs> Yes, uh, and they have a sword card, and the logo has a changed name than what it is in the comics. Which, if you think about it, they also did that with Shield for the MCU. They they mm-hmm. changed what the acronym stands for. So uh, let me let me pull it up and read it here because in the sword comic, and shield because they are Pokemon. Yes, because <laughs> in the comics, it's uh, it stands for Sentient World Observation and Response Department. It is like the cosmic arm of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? But on the new Tops card, they changed one word. It now stands for Sentient Weapon Observation and Ooh. Response Department. So, Ooh. yeah. Is Wanda so, a weapon? Well, who do we know of from the MCU who would say that she is? Oh, that would be... The general, or actually, he became the Secretary of State. Um, why can I not? I can't remember anybody's name today. What the guy who made the Sokovia Accords? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it is William Hurt as General Thunderbolt Ross. Oh yeah, his name uh, is Thunderbolt. That's awesome. Yeah, and actually, there there were all these rumors that uh, there's going to be the Thunderbolts in in like come together on Disney Plus at some point, which is like I guess. At some point, Ross becomes Red Hulk and he gathers these other people to be like it. So anyways, the the point of of talking about sword here and the name being changed is that to me, this says that Ross, after everything that happened, Civil War, the years following that, Infinity War, Endgame, blah, blah, blah. Now sword has been formed as like kind of his uh, his baby to kind of monitor powered people in the world that's kind of my working theory right now because it would still Mm. then be some type of like governmental organization that's charged with you know these duties but instead of being like duties 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. Sarah Silverman. Um, <laughs> but instead of, you know, being focused on, you know, uh, space and extraterrestrial threats, it's more like, uh, like the watchdog, you know, organization for, uh, powered people on earth. And that would make sense that they would then be, you know, have this whole setup outside this, you know, zone that Wanda has altered on earth. And let's face it, at least on the agents of shield show, you know, shield was also dealing with extraterrestrial stuff. So, you know, one could say that even though agents of shield wasn't in the MCU per se, uh, that you could, you know, think about shield as like also covering, you know, space stuff. And we did see Samuel L. Jackson as uh, Nick Fury in space on some scroll mm-hmm. base in that one post credit. But scene. isn't, Agents Shield considered canon? No, it's not even part of the MCU technically. Really? Yeah, cuz it never like it did react to events in the movies here and there, but it never crossed over and there was stuff in the show that like it it would seem ridiculous that like there would not even be a passing mention of it in the movies, like the whole Inhumans thing for one. Wow. Like how do you gloss that over? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've uh, never watched Agents of Shield, but I thought it was always part of, you know, the uh, universe. I thought it, I thought it was canon. No, like yeah, the I guy, thought it was canon too. Well, like I mean, if you want, have you watched the whole show, Jessica? No. Okay. Well, if you had, <laughs> I've watched less you than know one half of one episode. That there are world-shattering events that happen in that show that would be ridiculous if they weren't at least acknowledged in a throwaway line in the movies. Um, so. Is Coulson dead in the movies? I don't know. Um, I you know, and this is part of the multiverse theory, but no, really what happened real like just some background and like why this all is. The person who was in charge of Marvel TV stuff before Disney Plus shows. Is that right? a new branch? They have the MCU, they got Disney Plus and Marvel. No, there's like a Byzantine history of the Marvel company and how this all happened. But basically Ike Perlmutter was in charge of like Marvel TV until recently and feige was in charge of like developing the movies and producing the movies and they did not see eye to eye on a lot of things and so they didn't really play nice together and yeah, so that Perlmutter also did not like women in general he's a very interesting character let's say <laughs> <laughs> but um you know that's all just to say that like the tv and movie divisions of marvel didn't play well together until recently now feige's in charge of it all uh, after Disney bought them. But so th- that's why, you know, the, those things didn't really cross over occasionally, like on the Netflix shows and in shield, they would mention the Avengers or like something like that in kind of an oblique way, but it was you never New York. <laughs> right. Right. The big green guy or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, so all that's just to say that like, I could see that in the MCU, maybe they'll hold on to shield as like something that deals with extraterrestrial threats. Whereas sword is now seems to be from these clues that we've mentioned more focused on policing powered people on earth. And, you know, you could see a lot of conflict arising because of this. Right. Mm -hmm. And it also makes sense to me because in Ant-Man and the Wasp, you had FBI agent Jimmy Wu, uh, Randall Park's character, who who I loved in that movie, but he Jimmy was a, who <laughs> Wu. Oh, uh, Jimmy he, Wu, gotcha. He was he was apparently the voice coming out of the radio in 
episode two where he was saying, Wanda, do you know who's doing this to you? I was about to say, I thought I had read that that was him. I didn't recognize his voice, though. It was hard for me to recognize his voice because there's so much static and everything. But on my second mm-hmm. listen, when I went my second watch through, when I went back and listened to it after reading about that, it it did click for me. Yeah, I thought it was him, too, but I can't read, so I don't know. So, so he was an FBI agent who had experience, you know, dealing with policing powered people, right? So that would make sense that he would be a recruit for S.W.O.R.D. if if that's what this or- organization is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and, you know, Ross would be all for doing something like this, right? David Schwimmer. And there's, yes. you know, and there's a case to be made. His job at the museum. <laughs> and is now um, imprisoning Wanda Maximoff. Oh, yeah, I like it. Right. So so what do you think about that theory, guys? Let's start with Jessica. I think that's a good theory. I It makes sense. And I think it's interesting to have, like, Sword and Shield kind of switched. But it makes sense because Shield in the MCU is kind of doing everything. Yeah. And... Uh, it, it's just too big. <laughs> and they've also been kind of, yeah, yeah. They've also been kind of decimated, though, you know, after after Winter Soldier, right? When they had the hype. And now Nick Fury's, like, in space. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's, it's an interesting time. What do you think about this, Jess? Well, uh, based on what was just said in the last 45 seconds, it's really hard because I've never seen – uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've never watched it and I haven't read the comics, so I'm not really familiar with S.W.O.R.D., but just going off of what we just said, it's like now we're watching WandaVision, which is a show that's based in the same universe as the MCU, and now we have to kind of figure out where we think this show's going based on what happened in the movies. That's a lot of material to go through to kind of find out you know, the Easter eggs and the little secrets that are pointing towards the future. So it's, it's like I said, I came into this kind of blind and I'm just watching it all unfold uh, before me organically. So I don't know. I don't really know where they're going with the story. And I don't know enough about sword and shield to really have an opinion, but so your response to my theory is like, sure. (laughs) Basically, it's because you know a lot more about what you're saying than I'm saying, you know. Well, if it so let me ask you this, then if it turned out that what I just said is true, does that uh, does that excite you for the story possibilities? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different directions they can go. And like I said, since you have read the comics, you have watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you kind of have more of a grasp on the story behind the story with those organizations and the different uh, players on this chessboard. And I'm just floating. I'm just caught in the, the tides. I'm washing back and forth and taking it as I can. So it's hard to, it's hard to kind of predict what's going to happen next. Cause it's all. What was the, so then as a person who's just being pulled along with the tides, what was your uh, like, what for you was the most impactful moment of this episode whether it was something that you found super funny or super creepy or mysterious or you know whatever it was well they're working in like we've talked about uh the the glitches and it's like each episode has you know two or three little glitches that come out and now that i'm watching more and more of the show 
each episode, you know, just throws out little hints and stuff. And it's like, oh, what's this? What's that? What's this? And, you know, the scene where towards the end where Geraldine gets shot out of uh, the West view that's in WandaVision into the West view of the real world. That's that's the point where I was like, okay, so she is now in current day. So and I love how when that happened, and I love how when go ahead. I was just gonna say, and I love how when that happened, like the aspect ratio changed. Yeah, it went from this like the four by three of Mm. the you know of the of the old TV show. Yeah, the screen shrinks and widens. Yeah, cinematic to the cinematic aspect, and it's. It's so weird because, like we mentioned earlier, are the neighbors really uh, created by Wanda or are they agents of sword or shield, you know, inside some sort of digital mental, you know, cage that Wanda's in because she got shot out of there into the quote unquote real world. And then you see Jeeps and helicopters come up. (laughs) And or are they people who just live there? And see, I think there? I think most of them are probably people that just live there. And then whoever you know enters this reality that she's kind of created here, they're all like translated. So because clearly Monica Rambo, Geraldine, mm-hmm. works for Captain Sword. Marvel. Exactly. Captain Marvel. Thank you. Her. Uh, clearly, she works for Sword and like went inside. Right. And she was she was apparently like immediately translated into, you know, sitcom version of herself Mm -hmm. um, and had trouble remembering who she really was, even though she did, you know, kind of get to that point before she got booted. (laughs) So, you know, and that to me that this was also my um, I mentioned this in our last episode about the the first two WandaVision episodes is like the beekeeper. Right. And he had the sword logo on his back. What is that? So this is what this is what I think this is my working theory. Sword was trying to make some initial incursions into the the sitcom reality bubble. And as I said, when you go in, you kind of get translated into something that would be in that neighborhood. And if they sent somebody in in like a freaking hazmat suit, what's the what could you see in idyllic suburbia that most resembles a hazmat suit? A guy in a beekeeping outfit. Right. So I'm just thinking that it didn't translate extremely well because he climbed up out of the sewer and, you know, with bees. Right. (laughs) So it didn't make a whole lot of sense. And, you know, Wanda was like, no. But if they decided to send somebody in, you know, they'd send somebody in a hazmat suit and they could, you know, decide to try and go through the sewer. Right. Mm -hmm. So, So to me. I like I also am wary of like overthinking it, (laughs) you know, like, oh, it could be hive or it could be. No, I think it's just that they tried to send somebody through with a hazmat suit and they got like filtered into like a guy in a beekeeping outfit. That's that's my current uh, theory. What do you guys think about that? So was like the helicopter one that like tried to come in and then got turned into a toy. Yeah, that's what I think happened. It was like it tried to enter, you know, uh, WandaVision airspace and. Whether it was actually Wanda doing it subconsciously or whoever's pulling the strings, I tend to think the helicopter was more somebody pull. Well, I don't know. That's that's a good question, because maybe it's like an automatic process, like when they pass through or something. Right. But Mm -hmm. 
But I think that's what it was, is it was like a real sword helicopter and it just got, you know, turned into a toy. But, I feel bad for the people in that helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> right. I hope, maybe it was a drone. Maybe maybe it was a drone. You guys just screwed it all up because I was I was thinking that I don't even know what I was thinking. This 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 show is on such a mental wavelength that it makes you question reality, and I yes. think that's the whole point behind the show. Because I wasn't thinking that that little toy helicopter in the bush was an actual helicopter until you said it a minute ago. And now I'm like, because it was also in color, so it didn't quite right. fit. You know, color. It didn't yeah. belong. And yeah. see, I, I was also thinking before that, are you trying to tell me that Sword and Shield, who have been around, you know, for I don't know how long they've been around, decades? At least Shield has been decades. around since like, you know, around World War II, I guess. Yeah, so they've been around for a long time. They've been dealing with stuff. And now all of a sudden they can't deal with this one person. So now they're going to come. Wanda and- is like the most powerful person. Well, we don't want to talk about that right now. She just hasn't gotten to be that in the MCU. She's, she's exactly. evolving into that. Well, Kevin Feige has said that she is the most powerful uh, hero character that we've met. Yeah, but when we were talking about the beak here, I'm like, oh, now I'm supposed to believe that Sword and Shield are sneaking around in sewers to come up dressed as a beekeeper <laughs> to kind of sneak up on her. And then Just suddenly you about- throw out that helicopter theory and I was like, hmm, now I feel dumb. I mean, that means that she's more powerful than Captain Marvel who destroyed a like starship carrier just by flying through it. Right. Right. Well, it's, it's interesting because their powers are just different. Like Captain Marvel is super powerful, but it's more like she's Superman basically. Yeah. She's got the brawn. Well, Captain Marvel stood up to Thanos stronger and harder than uh, she's, She's super strong like Superman and she can shoot, you know, her photon blast. Wanda can manipulate reality and create things out of nothing and has like telekinesis and, you know, stuff like that. So it's not, you know, it's kind of hard to like rate their power level since their powers are so different. But I would say she can mess with your mind. (laughs) Well, I think that's the exact point of the show. She can control reality and mess with your mind and now they made a tv show about this one person (laughs) who can alter reality and mess with your mind and here you are trying to figure out what we think of what we see so i mean it's pretty neat because in her introduction movie uh ultron we saw a lot of her messing with people's minds but not a lot of her changing reality Mm -hmm. and then after that all they've really done is had her like throw things like right. throw really big things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this actually, so this touches on something else that I want to talk about. Cause if you, if you recall, okay, you remember when vision comes back in and then uh, Geraldine is gone. Right. And, mm-hmm. and Wanda's like, Oh, she had to, she had to go home fast or whatever. And she has that like really that creepy smile on her face. <laughs> She has that like really creepy smile on her face. And I think, you know, I think we all agree that Wanda was the one who booted her from the from her oh, reality. Oh, definitely. So no, this no argument. So I predicted all the way back. I think the earliest I said this was on our sixth episode, uh, which was about how um, Endgame sets up the future of the MCU. Wow. Um, I think there's a really good chance. Ladies and gentlemen. 
I think there's a really good chance that (laughs) the Halcyon days. Yeah, I think there's a really good chance that Wanda is actually the villain in the next Doctor Strange movie. I thought you were going to say Jesus. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, carry on. Um, but I, I think I think it's possible because depending on what happens at the end of this um, season of this show, right? Like, first of all, all of the comics that inspired this show end in tragedy for Vision mm-hmm. and Wanda. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. I do not foresee a ha- happily ever after for them at the end yeah. of this show. Well, that's what we all need <laughs> and- to see Vision die again. Third time's the charm, right? (laughs) Yeah, and especially if her children are taken from her, which could very well happen. uh, Jessica mentioned she used a certain term to refer to the children during our watch through, and it began with a D. (laughs) Demon children. Demon children. So this is where this is also where we need to explain Mephisto's connection and why. Spoiler alert. Yeah, and like why people are thinking he might even show up at this point. Oh, can I jump in with one thing really please, fast though? Please, please. Um, and this is I'm agreeing with you on her possibly being the big bad. Okay. But uh one of the things that I love about this show is that the MCU did not give us much time with Vision and Wanda because there was yeah. just so much going on. It was like they he cooked for her and then they were in Europe and then he died. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. uh, and that was their whole arc. And I love seeing how much they love each other. Yes. And seeing them really care for each other. And it's also just going to hurt that much more when he's dead again. Exactly. Well, exactly. I have, I have a, I, you know, they made Age of Ultron. Basically, that's the origin story of Vision. And Vision showed up, and Vision was bad ass and he just casually walked across the room and picked up thor's hammer and handed I know. Him. he is <laughs> such a powerful character and i really hate what well they the, wait a minute wait a minute the what fact that he's powerful has nothing to do with picking up thor's hammer that's that the, means the okay, kind of yeah, i get that but that's the kind of person so, he is. but continue he's 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 a pure and he's super powerful and he's super awesome and he shoots lasers out of his face. And don't, <laughs> don't we all wish, you know, it's like, hello, Karen, across uh, the shop there. How are you doing today on a Tuesday? Bzz, you just want to blast her in the face with lasers, you know, out of your face. We all have that moment. But anyway, vision. Do we? I mean, don't we? <laughs> That's the only the only answer I have to do is, don't we? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Vision was such an incredible character, and we were so sucked into his appearance, and we fell in love. And then the next movie, he gets stabbed with a Morgul blade, just like Frodo, and he lays around and whines about it. <laughs> and then he's sad, and then he gets, and then he's dead. It's like, what the hell? You made him. Well, up. we kind of already were attached to him because he was Jarvis first. Well, yeah, exactly. True. That that means his origin story is even broader. It's an Iron Man. Exactly, mm-hmm. but he was mm-hmm. he's so cool, and then he's just like ha and then he's like whimper, whimper, and he he like pops like a bubble, and then he's nothing. And now, hopefully, this show will make him cool again. 
he was he's always cool. cool. He was, he was always. always cool, but I don't think the MCU treated him right because he was super powerful and then he just kind of fizzled out. Well, his story was indeed tragic, and I definitely uh, wanted more of Vision, and I'm glad that we get that now. But to Jessica's point about the 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 intimate uh, about the fact that like we really get to see them be together and be happy together and all of that, I was saying in our watch along, I think it's the fact that. Uh, they have these intimate moments like after the kids were born and she's like, don't you want to meet your son as yourself? And he Ugh. you know, turns back to his regular form like that was very touching. And I really think that, you know, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen really make those scenes work so well. Like it is such an intimate, heartfelt you know, moment. And that is going to make it all the worse when whatever tragedy I think is inevitable strikes, but this is where I want to talk about the Mephisto connection mm-hmm. because yeah, you said whatever tragedy and the end of that sentence is we are slowly watching unfold before. Our <laughs> yeah. It's yes, not exactly. something that's going to come it. in the future. Stop it's it. happening now. Stop it. <laughs> like, okay. So the reason people thought from the beginning before the show even started that Mephisto might make an appearance is because, well, I mean, a, he's a pretty, you know, uh, wide reaching baddie in the Marvel comics universe. And he can kind of connect earthly things with cosmic things. But, the, the thing is with him in the comics, he has a connection to Wanda's children because when she created them, she basically got their souls from Mephisto's soul. Uh, it's a little bit convoluted as comics That's often cheeky. are, <laughs> but, <laughs> but essentially at some point Mephisto takes her children away by taking his like soul energy back Later, those characters are like reincarnated with different biological parents. It's like a big convoluted thing. But so he has that connection because, you know, her children are literally created out Is of it his- Uncle Ben and Aunt May. I hope. <laughs> but I'm um, Ching. No, um, no, it's it's Billy and Tommy and their uh, their hero names are Wiccan and Speed. And they just have the same powers as Wanda and her brother, basically. So that is, you know, why a lot of people thought that he could make an appearance. And I think that that was validated in a couple instances, especially when Agnes uh, has that line in the second episode where she's like, that's not yes! that's not the only place the devil is like, wait, where did that come from? <laughs> like, right? that was played off as a joke, but it doesn't really make any sense. It's like, that's not like a thing people say. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could say, oh, she was talking about Dottie, but it it still doesn't quite work. You know what I mean? Right. So anyways, there's that. And then there's the theory that the crane uh, or the the stork, (laughs) sorry, in this episode was Mephisto because of the fact that she couldn't make it vanish. Hmm. Um, Do you have any thoughts on the stork scene, uh, Jessica? You know my thoughts on the stork scene. (laughs) (laughs) Let's yeah. let's get into that. Let's go deep. Uh, well, well so I think here's the possibility for the story. <laughs> okay. A, Wanda's powers are glitching out because she's pregnant. Okay. Mm-hmm. B, her unborn child did it because mm-hmm. one of her unborn children, you know, at least in the, in the comics, and there's no reason, I think, to believe that this would be any different here. Has also has the phobia of birds. <laughs> also has Wanda's powers. Uh, and was also the person I who say. I use different letters to say the words I speak. 
and was also the person who made the butterflies come to life, right? So there's yeah. that. And the other option is it was Mephisto and he's, you know, powerful enough to resist her, you know, sort of, uh, you know, initial attempts to make him vanish. So, and, you know, there's some, there's some credence, I think, to the idea that it's Mephisto because A, she couldn't get rid of it. And B, like Geraldine, Monica Rambo, Captain Marvel, does not belong, right? Because she right. is a sword agent who came in to, you know, probably see what's going on and try and help Wanda. Okay. Right. Okay. Here's something. So, oh, wait a minute. Just about. hang on okay. for a okay. second. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I get halfway through a point and you interrupt me every time. Um, but, uh, you know, basically, like, if, see, now I lost my train of thought. Okay. So, my question was <laughs> <laughs> at this point in time, who is Monica Rambo? As far as Captain Marvel, it, what powers does she have? Well, she probably Who's has zero she? powers at this point. So she's not Captain Marvel yet. In in the comics, she got her powers from a completely different source and everything, but they just called her Captain Marvel. Um, and I think she was actually Captain Marvel before Carol Danvers was, because she was Miss Marvel. She was, because Carol Danvers was Ms. Marvel. Yeah, yeah. In fact, she didn't even have the, you know, the, the uniform that she has in the Captain Marvel movie until like 2012 so okay, okay okay hold on it's 2021 can we not have a mr marvel there was well, a mr there marvel was uh, the first captain marvel was marvel can we not he was a can space we not have a uh sir marvel i am sir no, i'm just kidding i'm just making sure <laughs> yeah you were so saying- i I, I think that I Wasn't think they're like Marvel boy. <laughs> Marvel. Oh, there's so many things. Oh, like yeah. Bobby twins. Can we have the Marvel? Marvel. But Marvel I, so I think there is some reason to believe that this, you know, Stork could have or Stork could have been Mephisto because if it's, you know, kind of coming after Geraldine, <laughs> like it came yeah. over its beak on her pants, you know, that had the fish on it. Well, here's a question real quick. If it was Mephisto and he was. You know, try. Why would Mephisto try and hide himself from Geraldine? I think it was about distracting Wanda while she was meeting with this person who came to save her. That's what I think it was. If it was Mephisto, that makes more sense than the theory that I've heard that Dormammu is behind all of this because I think Dormammu has better things to do. I think so. Plus, he made that pact with Doctor Strange, right? That he's not going to. You know, come. Yeah, Doctor Strange gave him like the worst day ever. (laughs) (laughs) The worst Groundhog Day ever. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, but I I think that like, you know, it it really was more about the distraction of it. Mm -hmm. Because now, because the stork was there, instead of Wanda focusing on what Geraldine is saying, she is now trying to make sure that Geraldine doesn't get, you know, like mauled by the stork. Yeah, she's trying to distract <laughs> Geraldine from seeing what's going on. Yeah. So, so I think if it's Mephisto, that makes a lot more sense than anything else that I've heard as to like what motivates him to like be a stork in that scene. <laughs> I think know? every time we've seen Geraldine, she is kind of pulling Wanda out of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Like the, 
first time Wanda meets her, she hesitates to think up her name, which seems like bad secret agenting. Right, um, right. And then she's like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> right. Like, I'm scared too. Let's be friends. But then asks her at the magic show, like, how did you do that? <laughs> kind of thing when they're trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. Uh, constantly bringing it back to like, and they're like hey. We don't know. She's like, okay. <laughs> you're special. Uh, tell me about your brother who got killed by Ultron. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, that, you know... Uh, I, I think that the the concept of Mephisto in here does make some amount of sense. You know, I don't know what they're doing with the rest of the the thing. And I do still believe that Wanda ha- is generally the creator, you know, an influencer of reality around her. But I really think somebody's pulling the strings here, whether it's through mental manipulation of Wanda. Because honestly, at this point, I don't think it would take a whole lot to push her over the edge. Like, think about her life. So first of all, she was... You know, she had a led a really hard uh, life as a child growing up in uh, Sokovia with her brother. They hated her parents you know, died in a start with a stark bomb. Right. Then they were she captured grew up by, in a torture cave. Yeah. Hydra captured them, experimented on them, brainwashed them. You know, then Ultron. Her brother dies. Her brother. Then the band she falls in love with is murdered twice and one of the times she did it um <laughs> yeah so and then the guy who does it when she gets to confront him doesn't even remember because he hasn't done it yet right <laughs> right it's his m bison from the street fighter movie moment <laughs> <laughs> oh my god great callbacks um <laughs> so are we Thinking we might see Pietro, a.k.a. Quicksilver, make an appearance in the show? Maybe. And I have also seen rumors, and I do not read too far into things that might be like actual leaks uh, generally. But I have seen like all this buzz that, um, Jesus, I can't remember any actor's name. The guy (laughs) who played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men movies is actually good show up oh, oh Evan Peters, Evan Peters yeah. yeah from yeah. Uh, that other show the better quick American Horror yeah. yeah oh my god so much well, um I mean come on do you guys not love kick-ass kick-ass well, they was just... literally kick-ass well, that was just... him yeah yeah that's yeah kick-ass. I feel really stupid he was also in Tenet no 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 now he's talking about I didn't about see Tenet the... because I stick quick quarantine you, you should now he's talking about the pietro that was in age of ultron that was kick-ass yeah that's that's the guy oh, that makes more sense yeah 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 you, you With, can and that. that's actually Wanda's that. brother but actually yes. when i watched the movie my daughter's like that's kick-ass and i said you're grounded go clean your room and she's like no that's kick-ass and i said no you're stupid and she said no i'm right and she was and i'm stupid <laughs> so did you clean yeah her room? i did I think they just did more with Quicksilver in the Fox movies, you know? Uh, Well, yeah, they did, but they didn't give Quicksilver Pietro in the MCU. Because I love Quicksilver. You know, the Flash and Quicksilver. And I love that. the Speedsters. I love the Speedsters. And, you know, I love the slow motion scenes where they're like running at super fast speed. And they're like you know, picking bullets out of the air and stuff. That's just a cool power. And I've always liked that. And I think they really did a disservice to uh, the Quicksilver character in the MCU. So I would love to see him again. 
So yeah. I think the whole reason behind that was because Joss Whedon and uh, wasn't it Brian Singer were like having a fight because one of them was like, we're going to have Quicksilver in our movie. And then the other one was like, oh, well, we're going to have Quicksilver in our movie. So you can't do that, <laughs> which is like why there were two Quicksilvers, but one of them was a mutant and the other one was just an enhanced human. Right. And it was like just a debacle and stupid. It's <laughs> very Quicksilver weird. should not buy from a gunshot. He shouldn't, yeah. but I think yeah. they could only have him for like that movie. Yeah, Cause like I just literally mentioned, he could pick bullets out of the air. You know, yeah. why couldn't he go? Not today. No, he, you know, in the movie, he decided to be a human shield for uh, Hawkeye. That's why, why couldn't he be a human sword? Mm. <laughs> So let's let's consider for a moment what it actually means if uh, Evan Peters is is the actor's name. Uh, shows the, one, up. the one from the X Men is Evan Peters. Yes. The one yeah. from An American Horror Story Avengers oh. is Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, yeah. So let's consider what it means if Evan Peters as Quicksilver from the Fox movie shows up in WandaVision. Like, like, let's just think about that for a second, because we know that we're getting be getting into crazy multiverse stuff. Right. And so far, you know, in WandaVision, I think that, you know, there's a very strong argument you can make that nothing so far really involves the multiverse necessarily. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But if this like we know that there's multiverse stuff, stuff happening in spider-man the next spider-man movie right mm-hmm. we know that there's you mean multi- the, all the spider-man movie <laughs> yes and we know that dr strange 2 is called multiverse of madness right. and as we've been talking about there's a really good chance wanda is going to be you know the the a villain of that movie so let's think like so i've been waiting for multiverse stuff to happen so if the quicksilver from the fox movies shows up in this that's multiverse right there i i don't think there's any way around that right um, well, if and they so, do that, I want to see the MCU Quicksilver too. They have to have both. If you're going to have four Spider-Men, I want two Quicksilvers. I wouldn't put it past them, but I don't think they necessarily need to have both. Did either of you see or watch the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No. No, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, I can't recommend it enough. It's really funny. But there's a character on it, Greg who was played by uh, an actor, Santina Fontana, who uh, left the show to go on Broadway. And they wrote his character out for a little bit, but then they had to bring the character back. So they recast him. And because so much of the show is through the main characters, like eyes, like it's a musical TV show. When they bring him back, there's a thing where everybody's like, oh, it's Greg. It's Greg. Oh, it's Greg. And she's like, that's not Greg. That's not Greg. (laughs) And then she talks to him and she's like, wow, I guess because I don't have a crush on you anymore. You look like a totally different person to me. <laughs> that's awesome, actually. It's great. Well, see, that's another thing, too. Back to WandaVision with the, the quick server thing. If Vision is dead and Wanda is just, uh, you know, creating him from her psyche, why would we see Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Why wouldn't she bring back her Pietro brother, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Quicksilver? See, see, that's just it. I think that what might happen is she now she's been reminded of her brother and the fate that he's met. And so I think her subconscious is, you know, boiling under the surface about this. And I think... 
Did you fall out of your chair? No, no. Some uh, my son was going running through the hallway. Did your son fall out of Um, his chair? Uh, not that I'm aware of because I'm not out there, but I'd be surprised if he moved a chair into the hallway. You're still in the closet, aren't you? Um, yes, I am in the closet. So, um, it, what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the closet. I, when we went to record our uh, Captain Marvel, pickle pitch, five, I had like, you know, two, two extra guests. I was like so excited. And then five minutes before we started recording, literally right outside my window, jackhammers began. Oh and I was gosh. like in this panic about what to do. And my wife was like, just go in the closet. And at first I was like, you gotta be, I'm not going in the closet. Like, give me a break. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, wait, yeah, actually. And then when I was, and then I recorded that way and it worked beautifully. Yeah, and usually, then, uh, it usually goes reverse. Usually. And then when it I was, it took me uh, so long to get of, out of there. <laughs> and then when I was um, uh, editing the episode, I was like, wait, the sound quality is amazing. I ha-. So I now always. Uh, do that now mm-hmm. so but anyways what the fuck was i even talking about jess jesus christ oh uh, well um, after this episode you're coming out of the closet right <laughs> but i'm ching um, <laughs> i don't remember we were talking about quicksilver and oh, okay. it's my case for multiverse stuff okay so so look um Here's here's why. Okay, so this stuff is boiling in her subconscious. She's just been reminded of her loss of her brother. And if she brought back one loved one who's died to your point, Jess, like, why wouldn't she do another now that she thinks? Yeah. So I think that that how this happens with Pietro. What if she has a nightmare and Thanos comes back? Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I think that the the manner in which this happened is going to mirror what, what happened with Vision. And I think there's a really strong case to be made that she didn't really create Vision so much as retrieve him from the multiverse because, because he's got the freaking mind stone in his head. Like, as powerful as Wanda is, I don't believe that she can just create fully functional Infinity Stones. I would agree. I think that would be a, a, a bridge too far, you know, even for her. And since they made Vision with the Infinity Stone in the MCU, you can't really have Vision without it. Right. Otherwise, it would be a different Vision that she probably wouldn't recognize, right? And mm-hmm. so... And so if she gets to this point where she's pulling her brother out of the multiverse, maybe while she's doing it, she gets distracted. Maybe this, maybe that. But what if she actually pulls out Evan Peters and he's like, wait, what? Uh, she went a block too far. Well, I'm just saying. He's like, going to be like, Magneto's my dad. And she's going to be like, who is Magneto? <laughs> and then we'll have our X-Men introduction. And then the show is going to be awesome. Yes. <laughs> See, I just think that like if this show is setting up multiverse stuff, it's got to start happening soon. Right. I mean, there's only eight episodes and we just went through the third one. So, and if, as I think is probably the case, she pulled vision out. Yeah, I thought you told me we were going to have 10 episodes earlier. No, there's going to be nine, but it's still eight weeks because they showed two. Oh, they did the two in the first week. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've read anyway. But, um, So I just think that um, I think that there's enough clues for us to say that, like, that's how it could happen. And if Evan Peters is actually going to be in it as his version of Quicksilver, which I think would be awesome, by the way. Yeah, um, that this may very well be the, the, the point at which more multiverse stuff 
starts happening. So, so, uh, 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 Jessica, what's your take on this? Oh, I think that'd be heartbreaking for Wanda because I love his version of Quicksilver, but his version of Quicksilver is like from DC, right? So he won't remember Wanda. He doesn't know Sokovia. He has a mom. He lives in her basement. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so he's much more well-adjusted than true the other Pietro and which is is saying a lot considering he was like a petty thief and like kind of dysfunctional but you know I I think you're right I wonder how much he'll get like sort of translated and filtered by the sitcom world but I almost see it as like more cognitive dissonance for Wanda like if that's the version of her brother that comes through, right? Because maybe she inserts him into this life and he comes over and they have like a comedic scene or whatever, but like that could drive her further into questioning her reality in a sense. Does does that make sense? That would be so weird because it would literally, like she would, you know, create and, you know, quote unquote, summon her brother into the world and then, Evan Peters shows up and he's like, Hey, I'm your brother. And she's like, who? you're who? I was like, I'm your brother. Remember? And she's like, no. And somehow that would fit perfectly into the show, but it would still just be so weird. They're two completely different people with completely different origin stories and backgrounds, but they'd still be related. So it'd be weird if they did do that to see how they would do that in a sitcom setting while uncovering the mysteries of the world of WandaVision all at the same time. That's a lot. It, yeah. And I think they could very well have a scene almost exactly like what you described. <laughs> you know? And like, they'll find some like standard, you know, sitcom situation to wrap it up in like they've been doing so far very masterfully, I might add. But yeah, do you guys have any further thoughts on this uh, potential development and multiverse sort of, uh, you know, opening up of the show? I Jess, somebody uh, real quick. I, I want to see if they're going to do Quicksilver. I want to see the uh, the Pietro from the the MCU. But since we're getting into the multiverse. Oh, that's it's so hard to determine what you want to see when you're talking about six different versions of a certain story. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool. I like them both. I like both actors. I like the way they portray their character in both uh, formats. But yeah. And what uh, would be wild is if they both show up. <laughs> like, how wild would that be? Right. Um, but w- what about you, Jessica? Do you have any further thoughts on this topic? I'm trying to think if this was supposed to come out after the Spider-Man movie or before, because I, if it is going to set up multiverses, that could be very cool um, to pave the way for Spider-Man. Like it's going to anyway, but I, I really like what it's doing so far. I, I, I don't know if I want demons and X-Men in multiverse. <laughs> yeah. How much, how much, how many ingredients do you put in the cake before it's ruined? Like it's so already like tightly scripted and 
the credits are so long because it looks like 30 minutes, but each episode is actually like 21 minutes long, which is kind of clever because it's standard sitcom length. I heard that. It's even got the commercial breaks in there. I know. (laughs) And I heard that they're going to get longer. They better. Yeah. As the show progresses. Yeah. But, but I, I just don't, I, I want it to keep being as, as, tightly written and as smartly plotted as it is so for, far for every five minutes of the actual show they have to add three minutes of credits so. well the reason is this show has a massive massive blockbuster movie size budget yeah we'll, we'll keep an eye on your data streaming usage folks because if you're going to watch a 45 minute wandavision show it's gonna be like 67 gigs because you got that extra 42 minutes of credits at the end yeah I think the guy, the couple who are always in the commercials, I think they're the ones that are like running this thing. Really interesting. That's my theory. Okay. Okay. I don't know why, but I think that they're in control. A lot of people think that Agnes is actually a character from the comics who's a witch, an actual witch called uh, Agatha Harkness. Uh, So there's that possibility as well. And some people have said, oh, she's working with Mephisto to do this to Wanda for some reason. Like, who knows? But I think there is a decent possibility that's true. Maybe because, you know, I mean, they're coming out with more magic stuff in the MCU. They've got Doctor Strange. uh, You know, uh, Wanda is related to the, you know, the magical realm. You know, they've got um, uh, the uh, the Eternals coming up. I don't know how they're going to explain that, whether it's magic or like, you know, crazy alien science, you know, but uh, I guess it would fit if they want to do more stuff with magic and Blade. Uh, they're going to have Blade with really? Ali as Blade. Oh, yeah, they announced it, dude. It's not it's going to be one of the later offerings. I told, right told now, you I can't read, so that's true. <laughs> so, OK, so let's I think we need to we need to start wrapping up. So. Uh, Jess, final thoughts on this episode of WandaVision. Uh, final thoughts. I, like I said, I came into this show blind. I didn't read any of the source material and I knew nothing about it. I didn't even watch the trailers for this show until after I watched the first two episodes. And after the first two episodes, I was like, what? Really? Are we doing this? And then I watched the trailers and I was like, oh, wait a tick. You know, there's something going on. And now in episode three, we're really starting to see all that crazy shit start to unfold. And I am in it to win it. I can't wait to see the rest. And the the writing and the story that I know nothing about is unfolding before my eyes. And it's like I mentioned earlier, it's like a mental, you know, story with hallucinations and all sorts of things who knows what's going to happen and it's very difficult for me to determine what's coming up next because i i mean last time i took acid was probably 19 (laughs) well probably 1999 you know so it's been a while so but this this move this show is kind of like uh it's it's a trip you know and it really test your brain and your mental acuity so it's it's a lot of fun yeah i like it okay can't wait till next episode jessica what are your final thoughts on this episode 
This is really silly, but it was exciting to see the Brady's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the spinny paintings. Yeah. I'm like, I love the fashion and I want everything that everyone was wearing. <laughs> Every character. I just want to own all of it. This episode, just give it to me. That's my no thoughts head empty. Uh, yeah, no, uh, final thought. Yeah, no, that's good. They, it was uh, great. We talked about in the watch along uh, Geraldine's outfit <laughs> being so awesome. Mm-hmm. Her outfit, Wanda's outfit, Vision's outfit, Agnes's outfit—they all look amazing. Well, yeah, the outfits, the sets, the even the acting and the laugh track—everything is on point. They really yeah. did a great job. Yeah, I think it's I think it's brilliant for me. I, like, I really enjoyed this episode. I really think that things are going to move quickly now. I really do. They only have nine episodes, you know, uh, like and, you know, this is the same sort of, you know, length that we got with the Mandalorian episodes. Well, I guess it had eight and this one has nine. But like you don't have a lot of time to dither around with like, you know, side quest episodes. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> you know? if you're only going to have 17 minute episodes. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, but I, and, and also, um Paul Bettany said in an interview that like the last three episodes uh, like sort of come together as this big, like almost Avenger style, like showdown, like action set pieces and stuff. And so I think, you know, they don't like what this was third episode. And before we get to the final three episodes, we've got three more episodes. Right. So, you know, we're in the middle of the story and in act two is where things get like really crazy, you know, in general. Yeah, and you see in the in the trailers, they're like, well, this is our world. And Vision's like, well, we're going to fight for it. And so it's going to get some serious superhero stuff by the end of the show. And it'll be great to watch that unfold. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I think uh, and it was really interesting. It was really cool to see the Brady house and yard. And it was literally the Brady house i mean i'm sure they reconstructed the set but um it was the brady house so this uh, was the Brady's, the, do we know what the next episode that's that's what i was going to ask you guys is like it, next episode has got to be an 80s sitcom right so is it going to be you know silver spoons is it step gonna, by step or step the cosby show the that's, that's, yeah probably not the cosby show perfect stranger <laughs> I don't think it'll be perfect strangers because that's yeah. not like a family. Yeah, it's only yeah, a you're right. Yeah. Just like a lot of people are saying they think the 90s one will be full house, but I don't because that doesn't have a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Although well, it would be funny if I, they make the full house. They're gonna make a reference to it because Elizabeth Olsen's sisters were in that show. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're gonna make a reference to it. I don't know what that reference oh, is. Oh yeah. Like. Uh, but it could be How family about, time. Uh, could... What's the tool time with Tim Taylor? Oh, that oh, that yeah. That'll oh, be that the 90s. 90s. Oh, That'd you be know, a good one. You know what other sitcom was in the 80s? Alf. What? Alf. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> They've got to have be Alf. Reference. Who would play They've Alf? Well, I don't know if there's going to be an Alf. Uh, there was also Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we're getting, we're getting, okay, you guys oh. are going into very hairy territory. Oh, the movie, so, I mean. I did see a theory that they might do like small wonder just because Vision's like a robot. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but no that. one remembers that show. I've never so heard of it. So probably not. Yeah. 
I mentioned it through the in the watch through, but hopefully they do a Simpsons because <laughs> oh, everyone everyone knows the Simpsons. Well, yeah, but I mean it's animated, so I just don't see that happening unless they have a really bizarre do a live action like, thing where they switch to animation, which I just don't see happening. But hey, where, who knows? Where Vision is yellow instead of red, you know. So. Are they going to do an 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and 2020s episode? Oh, like, if we have six more episodes, we got six more Are you going to do decades, like Malcolm right? in the Middle or something at some point? I think it depends on how far they get before like everything breaks down and it becomes, you know, yeah. more. We're going to end in Westworld. But, um, you know, I, I have uh, heard. Great uh, sitcom Westworld. <laughs> I have heard rumors that there's going to be epis- like uh, single camera comedy episodes like like The Office or Parks and Rec, like something like Got that. It. that like, I can't wait for that. Uh, I don't think it'll be a sign- Seinfeld. Uh, don't don't say that you don't want it. I not wrong. They don't they don't live in New York. This is really focusing on idyllic suburban life. So that's the reason that I don't think it's going to be modeled on Seinfeld. Um, so I think so, it'd be closer to be like boy meets world or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, with that, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Mecha Dragon and all of our ramblings about WandaVision. Thank you, Jess, for coming on the show so much. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, I did mean Jessica. Oh, um, <laughs> every time you say Jess, I Dang think it. you're talking to me anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jessica, do you want to let everybody know our listeners where they can find you online and what you're up to? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Miss underscore Jess zero three. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash angry nerd girl. And as of just this week, I am a GM with Magpie's uh, Magpie Gaming's curated play program. So if you want to sign up and play a game run by me, go to magpie.com and either the curated that play program or meet our GMs and you will see me under Jessica. Woohoo! I like it. And uh, what about your RPG design work? Where can they find that? Oh yeah, I I make games too. <laughs> Uh, JessicaMarkramWrites.com Fantastic. Jess, would you like to give our listeners our social media details? Oh, you mean the ones where we're on Facebook at Mecha Dragon and we're on Instagram at Mecha Dragon? Why, yes. Actually, we're on Instagram and Twitter at Mecha Dragon Show. And, uh, uh, you'll find us. Give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, and give us a review. And if you use email, like we all do, hit us up at mechadragonshow at gmail.com with questions, comments, corrections, or topics. And we are looking forward to seeing you in the next episode of Mecha Dragon, where we're probably going to be talking about WandaVision, Episode 4, Full House. Woohoo! Woohoo! All right. Take care, everybody. Our music is Overworld by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0, creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.